Well, good morning. Good morning and Merry Christmas to, to each and every one of you who have joined us this morning. It's so good that you have come to worship and to adore Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, yes, it's the morning, and normally we're used to doing something like this in the evening, but Jesus is still with us, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship this, this God who has broken into our world um, through his son Jesus and changed our very lives forever. For just a few moments, um, I want to I want to pull some of the threads together of this story, which we, we share every, every Christmas, and we share it throughout the year, um, really. Uh, it's a story that uh, might be well-known to, uh, to many of us. It's a story that um, you know, has changed our lives, and, and we're grateful for that, and we, we know of which we sing and, and we uh, reflect on today. Um, it's a story, though, that for some might be recognizable, but it hasn't really changed you at a heart level. It hasn't really kind of impacted you personally. And then for still others, uh, the story that we talk about at Christmas, this uh, breaking into our world of, of Jesus Christ, God's Son, uh, maybe, maybe it's a brand new story, you've never heard it before, you really don't know uh, what we're talking about and singing about, and therefore you really don't know what you're missing. And if that's you, I am just so glad that uh, you're here in person or maybe you're watching online, and you've chosen to participate in this service together. So let me recap what we've been singing about, what we've been reflecting on, just for a few moments, because it's, it's really the best story. It's the best news, the best gift that we're ever going to receive. And so if we, if we kind of look at the story, we kind of have to start at the very beginning, where in the very beginning, uh, we believe that there was a God of the universe who created an amazing world where everything that was created was very, very good. Like imagine for a moment a world of perfection. No sickness or disease, no, no fighting or, or war, no marital or, or family disunity or, or disharmony, just complete perfection and goodness all around. Like, can you imagine that just for a moment? Like, what would a world like that have been like? Well, it truly would have been amazing until it wasn't. Why? Because... Those that were created and placed in the world messed up. They, they couldn't live up to the perfection that was before them. Everything that had been created before them was amazing, and yet they, they couldn't obey what had been asked of them. And immediately, they experienced the consequences of that. The relationships between one another uh, were immediately impacted. The relationship between them and the world, the created world, the very cosmos was, was impacted. And perhaps the most important relationship between them and the one who created them was impacted. The, the God of the universe who, who created them to be in relationship with him, this God who had a huge love for everyone, unconditional love, all of a sudden that relationship was, was broken. There was this, this disconnect. So for millennia, 
Human beings not only lived in this, this state of disconnect with God, they, they experienced it very personally on a daily basis. Everything from famine to, to war to suffering to oppression in all kinds of forms. And over the years, it would have, it would have seemed unbearable. We've read some from the scriptures and sung a little bit about this even this morning. And it was like that for millennia. And then about 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, there was this man, a prophet, his name was Isaiah. And he, and he came along and he was sent from God and, and he prophesied that God would send a child. A child who would be born to people who are walking and living this, this disconnect between God, their creator, between others in the world, and, and between the created world and themselves. He prophesied that God would send a child to people who were oppressed by others, oppressed by systems and, and governments of the world. He prophesied that God would, would send one who, uh, to a people who were looking for hope amidst uh, their very hopeless and challenging life circumstances, to people who needed salvation and, and freedom from the bondage of, of their sin in which they found themselves. And the prophet Isaiah said that this child would be the solution to everything that these people walking in darkness were experiencing. And so... So those people whom Isaiah spoke to 700 years before Jesus ever came, they waited and they waited and they waited. Like generations came and went and they were waiting, wondering when is this child going to come? Waiting for over 700 years. Like that's a long time from when you receive a promise to when it's actually fulfilled. Um, in our online social media craziness, most of us can't wait seven minutes, let alone 700 years, right? Like, uh, I confess, I, I wonder if the person I've texted is ever going to respond. I watch those bubbles on my iPhone, and I'm, I'm, they're bouncing around, and I'm anxiously waiting. Come on, I've texted you two minutes ago. When are you going to respond? Well, finally, after many, many centuries, the waiting of these people came to an end. The child arrived, a baby boy, born to a virgin in a supernatural way, born into a politically hostile and challenging government environment, born into economic scarcity, born into an average family in relative obscurity, just like many of us. And this child's name was Jesus. And he entered into our world to do everything that was promised 700 years earlier. Like imagine the God of all creation sending his one and only son to do exactly what he said he would do. To bring about salvation for all people who have been walking in darkness, disconnected from God, the God who created them, the God who loved them unconditionally, people living in brokenness with others and all of creation. And God did what he said he would do. He would send his son Jesus, and he did what he promised. 
Well, in the months and the weeks leading up to his birth, Jesus' earthly parents, Joseph and Mary, they knew that they were participating in an earth-shattering event. They knew it. Like they knew that God had spoken to them very, very personally through the messenger angel. The shepherds watching their, their sheep out in the pasture, they knew that God had done the same with them. They, they were forever changed by it. The, the, the wise men from, from the Far East, they were so convinced that something was happening in the cosmos. They didn't know exactly what, but they knew that something was happening in the cosmos, and they were so intrigued and so drawn in that they traveled a thousand miles to see for themselves what exactly God was up to. And King Herod, one of the, the major challenges of their day, he too knew that God was up to something as well, except... His response to the news that a new king had been born, it revealed just how bad things had become. He revealed why we need salvation in the first place. Because really, nothing has ever changed over the millennia. People weren't getting better. People were still proud, still self-centered, still bent on doing evil. bent on doing anything and pursuing anything of the inclination of their hearts, if anything was ever going to change, they needed a savior. Someone to do for them which they couldn't do for themselves. So what did God do? He sent his son Jesus to bring salvation to a world that desperately needed it and continues to need it today. A few days after the birth of Jesus, there was this elderly man, and his name was Simeon. And Simeon had been waiting a long time for this child to come. The Bible says that, uh, that he was elderly, and he was one who faithfully sought after God, even in a very challenging era in history. Simeon actually was so committed to following God that, that in his personal relationship with God, kind of like what Joseph and Mary experienced, and maybe even like the angels, somehow, in some way, God had actually revealed to Simeon that he would not physically die before seeing this child who would bring about salvation. And in, in, in one part of, of Luke's gospel, the, the gospel that we've been kind of reading through and working through over this Advent season, this is what's recorded when Simeon saw Jesus. Simeon says, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. So can you imagine being Simeon? He, he, he's been waiting a long time for this child to come. He's been promised that he will not die before this child comes along. He's, he's been watching the bubbles on his iPhone forever. Like he is old and gray. And then he sees Jesus personally. <clears throat> like, can you imagine? The child sent from God into our world to bring about salvation 
for everyone. A child who's going to bring light into the darkness of the world. When we think it's only getting darker, the child is going to come and bring light. A child who's going to bring freedom to the oppressed when, when we often wonder if the oppressed are ever going to have any hope. A child who's going to carry the, the weight of the government on their shoulders and who's going to rule with justice and with mercy when we cannot imagine it ever happening. And this child, this child has arrived. When I think about this story, when so many people find themselves walking around in darkness, spiritual darkness, trying to make sense of our world, trying to make sense of the chaos in it, and, and they're wondering, what's up? What can I do? How, how will things ever change? Well, at Christmas... We can say, thanks be to God that he sent Jesus. A, a child who could carry the weight of everything that's wrong in our world. A child who, couldn't, who, who can shatter the darkness because he alone is light. A child who can bring about salvation from our sin and enables us to reconnect with the God of the universe, the one who created us and, and made us to be in relationship with him in the first place. But it's only because of Jesus. Nothing else and nobody else will bring you freedom. No one else and nothing else will shed light into the chaos of, of your current reality. Nothing else and no one else will, will carry our world through the, the crises we find ourselves in, the constant crises we find ourselves in. No one else, no one else but Jesus will do. Just a couple of days ago, this past Thursday, on December the 21st, it was, it was the shortest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, and everybody said, yippee, right? See, that means from, from this Thursday on, the days are getting longer. And therefore, the light lasts a few more minutes each day. But isn't it amazing that Christmas comes on the other side of the shortest day of the year? It's, it's kind of like the ultimate message of light breaking through the darkness. In the midst of all the darkness, in the midst of all the challenges that are around us, and maybe, maybe you're here, maybe you're watching, and, and you are walking through darkness. You're walking through chaos and a crisis that you yourself are experiencing. In the midst of all of that, you can have confidence that God's light has broken through and his name is Jesus. You can... You can know him personally. You can know that he is walking with you, carrying the weight of your burdens on his shoulders. You can know that he's shattering the spiritual darkness all around. He's freeing people. He's freeing people from sin, from bondage, from addiction. He's giving them victory because we see the evidence of it all the time, in our church family, in our community, in our lives, in our world. 
And he can do it for you if you let him. That's why we, we share this story over and over again for whoever will listen. I don't believe it's just a, a nice quaint story to, to read around the fireplace every Christmas. I believe it's a story to tell every day, all year round, because this child whom God promised to be a light for the nations, to bring about salvation for, for everyone, he has come, and his name is Jesus, and he is God with us, God with you, God with me, God with us, and he makes all the difference in the world. So how, how do we respond to such a story like this? I don't share the story because I believe it's uh, a figment of someone's imagination. I, I share it because I believe it to be true. I share it because I know what it's done in my life. Well, there's, there's different ways that you could respond. Uh, the first way, if, if you, like me, have heard the story... You know the story, you, you believe it to be true, and it has impacted your life personally, and you're living it. It's not about a, you know, having a perfect life or, or um, perfect circumstances in your life. That's not what it's about. It's that you actually know that the God of the universe loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus into our world to bring about salvation for you, and you have, you have said, yes, that's... That's what I need, and I'm hitching my wagon to Jesus. And, and you're faithfully, imperfectly, but faithfully seeking to follow Jesus. If, if that's kind of your story, then, then you can celebrate, right? I'm celebrating. Many of us are celebrating because this is good news for us, and so we find great joy in that. Maybe you're here in this story um, hasn't made sense to you, or you've never, you've never kind of received it as your own. But this Christmas, you'd like to do that. It's a story for everyone. That's why we tell the story all the time, because we believe it never gets old. It always is reaching out to people. And if that's your desire, and it's made sense about who this God is and what he's done for you, then, then why not receive Jesus into your life? Why not receive the, the salvation that he offers to you? You can, be, you can allow him to carry the weight of your world starting today. That would be an amazing way to respond and to celebrate this Christmas. A third possible way to respond is that you're not quite sure about this story, and you know what? That's okay. I don't judge you. God's not going to judge you for having questions and wondering about whether or not this is true or not. I would simply ask that you would take some time to consider the story, and that would be one way to respond, to, to actively consider the story and to search for yourself if, in fact, what God has said to us through his word, the scriptures, is actually true, genuine, authentic. Is it real? 
And I would invite you to, to ponder that. Think about that. In fact, on January the 7th, it's a Sunday, we're starting a class here at 10.45 a.m. On, on Sunday mornings for, for people who are wondering, for people who are pondering, considering, they're asking questions. And that might be something where you find yourself connected with, where you say, you know what? I could sit in a room with some other people and I could ask my questions and I could ponder this together with other people who are wondering the same thing. So this Christmas, I don't want you to do nothing with this story. I want you to do something. Celebrate it, receive it, consider it. It's why we tell the story. Year after year, believing in faith that God is transforming people and through it, transforming the world. I want to pray with us And then we're going to spend a moment sharing about an offering project that we have. But as we pray, I'd like you to, just in the quietness of of these moments and of your heart, um, follow along as I lead us in prayer. And with this prayer be, be your prayer. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning and we do thank you so much for what you have done for each one of us. Thank you that you willingly left a perfect world, a perfect life, to enter into our world, so broken, so disconnected, so challenged in so many ways. And yet, because of your love, because of what you've done for us, we can be reconnected reunited with the God who's created us. And so, Father, today in this Christmas season, we say thanks and we celebrate that. But, Father, today I pray that um, uh, for each one who might be thinking about this story, uncertain as to whether or not it's true or not, uncertain whether it makes a difference, or today is a day where they they want to receive the gift that you've given to them, the gift of salvation. Lord, would you minister to them very personally? And if that's you today, you may want to pray in your heart something like this. Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing about salvation for me. Thank you for releasing me from my sin. I ask for your forgiveness for the sin that has contributed to the brokenness of our world, the disconnect between other people and and the God who's created me. And today I want to make things right by inviting you into my life. And so I receive your salvation and I trust you for it. I can't do anything to earn it, but I trust you to now take my life and start directing me on a path of obedience and faithfulness as I seek to follow you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for for doing this to everyone who asks. Thank you that you are a generous, a giving, a great big God who loves the world so much that you have sent your son Jesus. And so today, Lord, as we celebrate and we 
give thanks in many different ways. We pray your blessing on each one. We pray that you would go before us and reminding us of this great, great story that has changed our lives and indeed is changing the world. And so we commit our day, we commit our week to you. For these, We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.